It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 140. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm G. Ron the S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And this will be my very last episode of the podcast. Yeah, because I think Ari's going to kick your ass. <laughs> I will A-R-K-O you through this computer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Seriously, Saban Moon? Yes. As soon as I heard the, like, I heard, like, the first, like, couple seconds of the audio, and I heard, like, wait, did someone leave their microphone off? And... But then I heard the rest of the theme, and I'm like, oh my fucking god, no, you did not. <laughs> did you did you finally pre-order the um the case for your 3DS? <laughs> well, I got paid today, so I think I will do that. You better hurry, because they said the cutoff for, for arrival by the holidays was the 17th, but you better, double, you better hop on it. Um, <clears throat> I, can, I can wait patiently for shit like that. Okay, okay. See, you you have to kind of blame Scarlet for that. Because she brought up a discussion about it on her Facebook. And, and it kind of went on, it, on, a, on a mind of its own. Yeah, and you're just an asshole to follow through with it. Remember, I am an official asshole as sanctioned by Dennis Leary. So I'm allowed. No, you're my official asshole. You don't need to be an asshole to everybody else. Well, you two are friends, so it kind of flows along that pattern, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, put another notch on the belt. <laughs> we are live tonight, week of November 19th, 2013. Uh, we are live on the Vogue Network, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 1 both Eastern Standard Time. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients can use irc.gamesearch.net. Chat room is Vogue. Now, if you have a chat client such as XChat, Merc, or Chatzilla, you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network, and you can just go ahead and um, click on a link there, and it'll bring you right into the chat. <sighs> yeah. Oh yeah, since today is the 19th of November. I don't think everybody's going to get that joke. But I might as well, um... I might as well play it. It's, it's a song from Beatmania 2DX called 19 November, which found its way into DDR. And now we got that out. Good song, it sounds like. It is. And now we got that out of our out of our out of our out of our system, more likely mine. And if we go to the chat room, Rageinator says, You're my official asshole. Um that sounds so damn wrong. Followed by Anson Mark L O L Saban Moon. <laughs> uh, the shenanigans that go that go here at the Brooklyn Studios. Yeah. <laughs> All 
right, all right. Um, let's get let's get down to the nitty gritty. Ari, how was your week and how was your day? I was, I don't know, just pretty pretty boring and pretty lame mostly. You know, work and all that. Um, I am still also still looking for a place to live. You know, I have a. I have a roommate lined up at the very least who's also in, under the mentality of the whole cabin fever slash I gotta get the fuck out of here thing. A friend of mine called Dave, so, uh... Mm, that, oh, just, I, oh, I thought he was still... I thought he already got his own place. Uh, it's a long story, and I don't think you'd appreciate me talking to, talking about it on uh, the podcast without him knowing about it. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh... I did get some uh, scheduling like shenanigans done for not just last week, but this week and next week. So uh, I'll be able to come up to New York City this weekend, and I'll get my three-day weekend next week anyway. Because, well, or at the very least, two days off in a row because someone wanted me to work Thanksgiving for them, and I took it in exchange for the following Saturday off. Okay. Like fuck it, eight hours of holiday pay. Do not get me started on a holiday pay. You don't get it? Something like that. Oof. That's rough. Anyway, that's been, uh... What's, that's what's been going down for me. Oh, okay. Alright. Mako, how was your week and how was your day? Um... It was actually pretty decent... Uh, I got to hang out with people this week, so that's always awesome. Yeah. Um, hung out with my friend Deanne, and we haven't seen each other since New Year's, so she gave me my birthday gift, and I gave her her birthday gift, since her birthday is Friday. So I've now got a wonderful bottle of booze sitting on my counter, waiting to be drunk. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Uh, yeah, not quite. But, um, yeah, she also got me this really huge freaking mug. And, um, it took three of my smaller mugs to fill it. So I'm happily drinking hot tea as I'm doing this. Since I got on a tea kick today while hanging out with Michelle. We were, um, hanging out in Tivana. A subsidiary of Starbucks. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, tea is good. But yeah, so then today I was hanging out with Michelle Knotts and just uh, walking around Freehold Mall with her and shenanigans and all that stuff. So I've actually had fun this week. Well, that's good. Lucky you. Yeah. It's uh, not very often that I actually have a good week. Then it's back to the salt mines, huh? Yeah, I had an, uh, an interview today for a second job. I should know within a week whether or not it's just a second job or if it's going to be full-time, and hopefully they're going to be paying me more than the slave wages that uh, they give everybody else because they start out at minimum wage, which sucks because... That's not exactly a living. But second job would be good, because I'm not really making enough where I am now. Uh, 
so... Yeah. Is anyone ever really making enough, though? Well, considering my hours were cut, I I'm only working 25 hours a week now. No. Well, once I get kind of sort of out of debt, I can kind of live on the salary I'm making. And I have to worry about shit. Well, yeah, but you're also making a hell of a lot more than I am. of my job, they'd be probably they'd be a little pissed. Or envious. Mm, probably a little bit of both, seeing as how you get nap time. Shh. <laughs> Wait, nap time? I'll explain later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Rageinator goes, minimal wage is Better than nothing an hour. Well, I can kind of see. Minimum wage is only better than nothing an hour if you're not, you know, um, dragged through and beaten for work. There's a huge difference in having a minimum wage job and earning a minimum wage job and having a minimum wage job and working what should be, you know, like a 10 to $15 an hour job. And, Ranma, I was actually talking about your commute to and from work nap time. I don't... Oh, oh. Uh... Well, yeah. I don't really sleep there, either. Afraid of someone walking away with your stuff while you're nodding off? No, it's just... For some reason, I just... I guess my body's gotten used to the fact that I don't go to Dunkin' Donuts first, so I'm, like, wide awake till I get to work. And then Hey, look at that. You're, fe you're beating your caffeine addiction. No. Good job. Did you no, because he feeds his caffeine addiction once he gets to work. Damn right. I drink three cups of, at least two to three cups of coffee every day. And they're not regular mugs of coffee, because he's got a big-ass mug at work. Everybody has that standard mug at work. Does it have something witty written on it? No, it's just the name of the company I, look, I work for, plus the logo. Hmm. No, it's just worth, like, two cups of coffee. It's slightly bigger than my Luigi mug. I've seen someone look like a cereal bowls, and it says, yes, I need this much coffee. Mm, yeah, it works. Alright, as for my week and my day, well, since Monday was a holiday, you know, I didn't work, so I ended up working Tuesday to Saturday. Now, we have to go in and set up these machines. I'm thinking, eh, four, maybe five hours tops. No, it's a full eight hours. And it didn't help the fact that I stayed four extra hours that Friday to fix a mistake. So, I'm thinking as I put in my time card... Saturday and that Friday is 12 hours of solid overtime. Sweet, sweet overtime. Nice. Nice. Nope, it's not. 
Overtime only goes into effect when I do more than 40 hours. But, but I it's have, more hours than you worked. Yeah, but I have four oh. hours of overtime, so it's still... It'll still feed my uh, my fundage for Grey Thursday. Uh. That's right. I said Grey Thursday, not Black Friday, because we all know the sales start on Thursday and not Friday this year. Yeah, I need to figure out when my phone goes on sale so I can Buy either it. order it or be online. Yeah, because... I kind of have like a system plan on how I'm going to do shit, but that's kind of sort of for another time. So, anywho, there's more to stuff that's been going on, but I have to change, I have to t- turn off my background music for this. Uh oh. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. There is a reason why I'm playing the theme from Cops. This morning, I was awoken by New York, by New York's finest. NYPD brand police officers? Yes. What did you do this time? Actually, I didn't do anything this time. All I know is, I heard my alarm going off, and I'm slightly opening my eyes. It's like... 6.55, and then I'm hearing some kind of odd commotion early in the morning, but then again, I pay it no mind, because I'm just getting the fuck up. And then I... You know the, the little flashlights that the cops have when, they, when they're when searching a room with their guns? Uh-huh. Two of those are, like, at me, and I jump up, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Seriously, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? One officer's like, is this your apartment? I'm like, yeah. Second officer's like, don't worry. This has this has nothing to do with you. And I'm like, thank God. Thank God. So, one officer asks me about paying rent here. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And I tell him how much. Whatever. I'm at the point where, you know what? Just tell them what they want to hear. That way I can go to work. Because I don't need to call and be like, yeah, I'm not coming in. I'm in the tombs right now for something I didn't do. There's still commotion going on upstairs. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Uh, Layla's wife is saying stuff. And the officer's like, if he can come in, like walk through my apartment. I'm like, go right ahead. Because I know for a fact, I got nothing to hide, you know? But I'm just thankful that particular pipe is not sitting on my desk. But anyhow, he walks in, he goes into the boiler room and comes out. And then I hear from a third officer that they found the stash, but the guy's being belligerent. And I'm like, the fuck is going on? And from my window, I can kind of see the reflection of, of blue and red lights, you know? And I'm talking with the other officer. I tell him I'm an IT guy, I work in Newark. Evidently, from what I can understand, something got stolen and they were trying to recover it or whatever, or somebody was holding it for somebody. That's what my guess is. And then, as they leave, and as soon as I post on Facebook what happened, my lights goes out. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
and I and I'm yelling at the other side of the door because I'm thinking the door is still locked. Um, could you please turn my lights back on? I got a shower. So I'm like, whatever, you know. And the lights come back. Before the lights come back on, I actually check if my door is open. It is. And I flip the switch, and I'm like, wait. They're all set on on. My thing is, they knock, they hit the a master switch from outside or something. I'm like, great. Two minutes later, the lights come back on, and I shower, and I leave. I come home, all the lights upstairs are off. Looks like both cars are still here. The door to upstairs is still unlocked. And my first thought is, well, maybe I can actually go around to the other side and flip the switch and turn off the lights that are in my room so I can screw the light bulbs back in. What happened? I don't know. I'm probably going to be browsing Post.com and DailyNews.com tomorrow, checking the police blotter about what the hell's going on. It looked, well, like, you think they got taken out in handcuffs or something? I don't know. I don't think they both did, but I'm, I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I don't care. I just want to be able to go to work. Sounds like you had a more exciting day than anyone else here. Probably. Hmm. Yeah, that's... I just... I found it funny when I woke up and read that because it kind of went in with the dream that I had before I woke up. So I didn't know whether or not I was still dreaming, or if, like, shit really, really happened. You have dreams where one or more of your uh, co-workers have run-ins with the cops? Well, no. My dream right before I woke up this morning, um, I was transporting freeze-dried pot, and it was um, hidden in boxes of frozen spinach so that it kind of wouldn't be recognizable and I remember like they were in my freezer out in the garage and I wrote on there do not eat, do not cook, do not consume so that my mother wouldn't like actually cook it mm-hmm. and I just woke up realizing that that was like really really silly and then I saw Ronma's post and went wait a minute maybe they were looking for my shit <laughs> it took me a little while to realize that that was actually real life and not part of the dream. So, pretty much you're saying you'd be Cheech and I'd be Chong. <laughs> that somehow frightens the hell out of me. <laughs> that actually frightens me me very very much well let's not get frightened enough let's go ahead and just get right into um the music and get and get the ball rolling because we have a lot to cover and i got some last minute news that just came rolling in plus something i like to call things that make you go this makes no goddamn sense (laughs) No, really, it 
doesn't. I discussed this with a friend of mine, so yeah. Anywho, we will be back.
independent podcasts please check out some of our independent podcasting friends it's orange lounge radio where they discuss video games gamer culture and lifestyle with sky dark sakura and loki listen live sundays at 9 p.m eastern time on vognetwork.com and right before them is the bobby blackwolf show it's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m if warcraft is your taste listen to horde house with sky and extifer wednesdays at 10 if you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out The Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash Otaku. Okay, all right, okay, all right, all right, all right. Just a side note real quick, Mako. What? I was right. Lexi, that, that, that character is Lexi. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She even said it, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, if you haven't figured it out by now, me and Mako are big NCIS fans, so this is sort of like our little moment to kind of squee. Squee. Good for you. Yes, yes. Good for us. Good for everybody. 
Okay, a couple things I want to bring up real quick, and I'm trying to make it real quick. Arsenio Hall, you said, things that make you go, hmm. I like to call it, things that make you go, huh? Exactly. Okay. One thing. About a couple of weeks ago, I, no, actually a couple of months ago, I get an invite for an event called Cosfocon. I'm like, is this another convention? And I check it out. No, it's a get-together, you know, for people, you know, enjoy food and photo shoots and stuff like that. And I'm like, why are you people calling it a con? But then I sit there and I realize, it's the only way you'll get people to show up to your event. And that's kind of sad. Oh, I see. Bold-faced lies. I mean, I can I understand why you call it that, but on the same token, I mean, it's just a bunch of people getting together doing stuff, you know? That's that's all it is. Mhm. And then it's like the whole it's like the whole um like Senshi Matsuri. It was an event but people still called it a con because it had all the elements. And it's like I said before, when I used to have my, um, like my barbecues and stuff, if I called it barbecue con, people would show up in their cosplays and I probably wouldn't have enough to feed everyone. Not to mention, you'd see a lot of people you probably didn't know or invite. I would be checking that list on the regular. If there's someone that I did not know, $25 to get in and eat. Shit. Lucrative? Don't feed people I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Barely feed people you do know. <laughs> well, what can I say? I know what you can say. What? You're a cheap fuck. Blame the people I associate with. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I'm kind of thankful if I wasn't living in the neighborhood that I am, I probably would be d down in the tombs at the right now. Mm. <laughs> I'm innocent, I tell you. Innocent! And Anten Mark goes, that will be the most fucking awesome con ever. Oh, God. But, um... Now, there is another con coming up called Shinko Con. Alright, I fully support conventions in my area. The, the positive thing is now, it's, going on, it's starting Kickstarters for people, you know, to get in part of the con. Which I can kind of understand. If you pay a certain amount, you get, like, an awesome badge, a shirt, this, you know... And there are some people who do it to get, like, guests and stuff like that, like GobbleCon, you know? Now, mm -hmm. I, I noticed ShinkoCon has a, has a um, Kickstarter going. Now, first things first, I look at it, it's on GoFundMe, and I'm like, well, a con should be on Kickstarter or Indiegogo. GoFundMe is more of a personal thing, but whatever. Now, to do everything they want to do, the target goal is $48,000. Holy shit. God damn. Yeah. They're going to be, I believe, at the, um, where Anime Next first started out. I forget that hotel name in Secaucus. I believe that's where they're going to be. Now, I just found out that the kickstart, this crowdfunding has been going on since March 31st. Of last year? This year. Oh. Are they even anywhere yeah, near? How much do you think they've they've raised so far? Truthfully, a thousand dollars. Lower. Five hundred. Lower. None. 100? Higher. 
Okay, like five hundred dollars. Lower. Okay, like two fifty. Just say it, damn it. One hundred and seventy-five dollars. Jesus. I'm not surprised. People don't really tend to fund first-year cons. If something like, say, Otacon said, hey, you guys, we want to try and get this guest, but we don't have enough in the funds. If you want to see this guest, help us out. They'll have all the money before they're finished their statement. Exactly. But a first-year con that nobody knows about, nobody's been to, nobody's seen, nobody's heard of, and nobody knows the people behind it, they're not going to give the money for that crap. That'd be like me giving the money to Joe Schmo and saying, hey, yeah, I don't know who you are. I don't know if you'll be using this for the convention or not, but here's my money. Which is the main reason why I didn't do it for GobbleCon. Can't say I don't blame you. And I was talking to another friend of mine who, who I'm, st- I'm staffing with an, a con with him, and he, he had mixed feelings about that too, which I understood. My thing is, if you're going to start a con, I don't think you should start out doing a whole three-day thing. The start, I always say start out as a little events, raise the funds up, two-day event. When you got that fundage, go straight for the three days. It's like you build up. It's like Shinko Con. It's like they're going to just just drop in, just guns blazing. They're trying to be the con that fills the void of other conventions. I hate to say this. But they're not going to. It's the same aspect as every convention. No convention can fill the void of another. Because if one, if Con A has all this shit, but doesn't have one, two, three, four, five, you're going to go to another con. They're going to have one, two, three, four, five, but not have eight, nine, ten, and then so on and so on and so forth. Yeah, a first-year con has no business trying to be a three-day con. Hell, a first-year con has no business trying to be a two-day con. Well, you know, I mean, like I said, I've said this to people before who wanted me to start cons. I'm like, help them with cons. I'm like, you got to do all of this. And they look at me funny. I'm like, okay, fine. Don't say I didn't warn you. I'll be it for me, somebody who's been doing this a little bit longer than all of y'all put together. That's why my dream to start a con will probably be just a dream. A fever dream. <laughs> and Rageinator got it on. Hey, I just met you online, and this is crazy, but here's my new con. So fun to me, maybe? Oh, God. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, come on. I, I give him props for that. Come on. And now that we got that out of, out of the way, let's go ahead and get into the news. And you know, I'm gonna need a little bit I'm going to need a little bit of music for this. <coughs> because it's oh so appropriate. It seems that due to the popularity of Heroes of Cosplay, which the ratings kept it in the top twenty during the summer, anywhere between six hundred and eight thousand on the viewers on a Nielsen, whatever. It was enough to generate a second season. So now, they're actually going around filming stock footage for the upcoming season two. And they're going to be making their appearance at Ottawa Pop Expo in December. And it's What have we done? I don't know, but I didn't know this, but 
the company that's producing this, this uh, Heroes of Cosplay also produced Survivor. So they're like so fabricating these uh, kind of bizarre scenarios just to generate ratings for the their program is second nature to them by now. But um, it seems that pretty much after the fiasco that was Heroes of Cosplay, pretty much every single anime convention in the United States has is, is pretty much given them the the universal middle finger of fuck you. Well, they are making us making us look bad. <laughs> well, you know, I have to admit, because this, uh, my friend Al, everyone knows as Eurobeat King, there was a discussion about this on his forum, on, on his wall, and one of the people that on, was on the show in the background said it wasn't like this at all. It's pretty much what everyone suspected. It wasn't scripted. It seems that they were just giving people topics and building off of that. Now, I still say most um, reality shows are still scripted nonetheless. And I mean scripted they in are. ways of, like, giving, like, they give you a piece of paper with topics and just build off of that, you know. Not like it's fully scripted like WWE, but, you know. I, and I'm, I'm also wondering, has anybody signed up for to, to, to be on the show? And yeah, yeah. Seriously? I'm, the link that is on here... For Pop Expo, mm-hmm. um, somebody asked a question whether they would be able to compete without mm-hmm. being on the show. Right. And their thing is they will be filming the entirety of the masquerade, the stage, green room, pre-judging, and the crowd. What ends up being used for the show is up to the producers. Um, then going into the different categories, as it stands, we only know that Yaya Han will be part of the show. Who else will participate and in what capacity is yet to be confirmed? Oh yeah, because she wants. She's so interested in advancing her brand. Well, I look at it this way. I Makes mean, me think of those one eight hundred contacts commercials. My brand. Well, it's like this. Yaya Han is like the boss, so you know. In the sequel, the boss ain't dead. I find this comment funny. Which one? You fools! You've set yourself up for absolute ruin. Did you ever wonder why they moved the show to Canada? Because none of us in America want them. In addition, expect your masquerade to be force rigged now for an attempt at ratings. Well, yeah, because if you watch every single masquerade, they had the same display for the prize money in every single episode. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and I and and as the discussion was on Al's Facebook about this, it's something that I should have known from the start. But no matter what, we always get caught up in in it. We always get caught up in it. Always. You watch the show, you start getting mad and pissy at the people on the show, like, how dare you say this? Who the hell do you think you are saying this? And it's not necessarily true. But you gotta realize it's not them. It's not the cosplayers that are saying this shit. It's being perpetrated behind the scenes by fancy editing and producing. Which is why by the end of all six episodes, I wasn't really mad anymore. It's like, this is how they're going to portray it. That's how it's going to be. And no matter how positive of a spin you're going to put on cosplay, being on the show, they're still going to find something to drag you down with. The best you can do is just go after it, Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> and here's another comment. Can we participate in the Masquerade Costume Contest without signing off on a possible Heroes of Cosplay appearance? I don't mind being filmed, but I absolutely do not want to appear on the show. If the first is not possible, how can we go about getting a refund for tickets? Heroes of Cosplay was not announced at the time, and it's not something we're comfortable with. Well, He's got a point. He does, he does. Well, it seems that if they're going to be filming shows stateside, it's going to be mostly comic and media shows like the wonderful Wizard World Expos, which is like the Walmart of conventions. That's a disturbing image. Well, that's well, that's pretty much what it is. It's the Walmart of anime, of, of comic book and entertainment cons, because that's because almost every single state has a uh, Wizard World or every region. Hmm. And Anson Mark goes with Titties McGee is back. Oh, like she never left. Uh, and Anson Mark also follows up with Yaya Hunt as a colossal titan with huge tits. Attack on cosplay. Oh, God. And Hockey Comic goes, Can we just vote Heroes of Cosplay off the island and be done with it? You know, well, isn't that kind of what happened? That's why they're in Canada now. Yeah, we, vo we voted them off of the island, and they kind of found somewhere else to live. We voted them. We voted them out of the country. <laughs> and somebody on my Facebook said, "Well, this is revenge for Justin Bieber," and I'm like, "I'll allow it." So what's next? Anybody who wants to cover Kill the Kill, which isn't a great anime. I mean, it's just balls to the walls deep. Yeah, what the? Okay, there we go. I haven't started watching it yet. Another one for the list of shit I need to watch. But uh, I'll take a stab at it if you want me to. Oh, by all means, please do, good sir. Let me see if I can bring up the uh, the theme in the background. This past weekend at AFA, or Anime Festillation, police were called in on account of a revealing cosplay. Kill a Kill is a new anime which we all know has some pretty revealing attire. One cosplayer who had taken a liking to Ryoka Matoi's transformation outfit wore the costume to the event. An elderly, an elderly lady was astonished at how little the girl was wearing and reported her immediately. Come on, Grandma. It's an anime convention. Shouldn't people be aware of ecchi cosplayers before attending? Although it was really shown was a girl's underboob, a common sight on the beach, if you roll that way. People who heard of the incident are saying that the girl should have been prepared because she chose to wear a revealing costume. Others say that cosplayers came dressed as characters like Yoko from Gurren Lagann, and that that the Ryoko Ma Matoi cosplayer shouldn't have gotten in trouble. Even though cultures are different, a woman should have been prepared, I say. At the end of the day, the police were just doing her job, but the poor girl had an amazing costume. Okay. Uh, you know, I'll give her that. It's an, give that. It's an amazing costume. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem... This problem is going to happen no matter where you go, because... I mean, there was issues like this at Capticon this past year. And I've and there was issues like this at the last Capticon that I went to a couple of years back. But this this girl was on the grounds of the convention when, it, when the cops were called on her, right? 
I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, what happened after that is actually in the comments by people that were there. Oh. Um, basically, she wasn't arrested. She wasn't asked to leave the convention. The police actually just asked her to basically go elsewhere. Because, I mean, you are, it's in Singapore, and a lot of it deals with that kind of the elderly are supposed to be honored type of thing. So the police basically just asked her if she would mind moving to a different location so as to not upset this lady. And she did. But who's to say the old lady wouldn't catch on to that and follow this girl around and repeat the process, let's say, an hour later? Then they would probably ask the old lady to leave. Mm-hmm. If she's going to be that much of a bitch Troll. about it. Yeah. But nothing came of it. Yes, the woman called the police because she thought it was indecent, but there was no rules or anything like that from the convention. So the police basically asked the woman, the, the girl doing the cosplay, to basically just move so that the woman wouldn't be annoyed well I guess for future reference she might have to wear a body stocking for to pull that off so that way no one can really complain but this happens uh, no this is going to happen at least once a year at cons doesn't matter what country you go to because somebody's going to be offended this or that whether it's a because of their moral values, their religious values, this or that, it's what's going to happen. But here's my question. Will these people who get offended actually go into the convention to buy a ticket anyway, knowing that that these cop, the costumes like this are kind of common? Yes and no. You'd be amazed at how many parents take their kids to conventions, and it's like a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, she... The, this cosplayer was outside of the convention center. So, I mean, you figure you've got enough old biddies walking around, say, outside of New York Comic Con. Yeah. And they're going to talk because they're not a part of the culture. So they don't technically understand it, so they're going to think badly or think wrongly or maybe they totally enjoy it Mm -hmm. but that's what happens when you have otaku and normies together but but also you 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 kind of make things go a lot more crazier when when you add religion because most of the time when these incidents happen there is a religious event nearby and come on Mm-hmm. We all know that one or two people that hold their religious values to them deeper than anything else. And if you're not sure by that, replace religion with politics, immigration, or any like hot topic that's out there, you know. Yeah. So I think it's just a little bit of column A and column B. I mean, she did she what she saw was offensive and, and she's holding her religious view and the, yeah, but at the same time, uh, you're going to call the cops? That's a little excessive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little excessive for not liking what you're seeing, not um, see, wanting to see what you're seeing. And, and, and I've watched Kill the Kill, so if you're going to, if you're going to, 
if you're gonna get in her face, she's gonna get in your face right back. So it just seems like this cosplayer was like totally in character, and the cops were called because of the argument, not for nothing. If I'm at a con, I see two people going at it. If it's getting that heated, I might just call the cops myself. Well, maybe not in the convention. Like, in the convention, I would probably allow, like, the con safety, con security to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But outside of a convention center, yeah, because that's not technically con territory anymore. But this is Singapore, so you know the the rules there are probably slightly different. So, what's okay here might not be okay there. Uh huh. All right. <coughs> now let's go into this one. Now, now I I was about to message you message you Marco to send this to me. Uh huh. I had, um, because it actually in the link here is the original article I was going to link to you, but you linked me to the opinion piece, which will work, um, probably be just as effective. Um, I mean, we can go with the original article. The opinion piece was just the first one that I saw. All right. So, all right, we'll go, we'll go with the, um, original. Has anime lost his cash yet in America? Now, before we go into this. I don't think so because you still have more anime cons than comic conve- comic entertainment conventions that are still popular. Even though it seems like all the cons are the same, we just got to take into consideration cons in different regions can, are, are run differently so it has a different feel to it. So, so uh, the, art, the person who wrote this article is Roland Kelts. I've heard of this person before. Good people's. He had been invited to a Q&A with the creator of Gundam, um, Yoshiyuki Tomino, at New York Anime Festival. Oh, lucky him. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine went and got, got an autograph from him, which was pretty cool. He's also a sci-fi novelist. But when his handler and, uh, and him arrived at the room, they found that it was empty and dark. Uh, Stafford called them to come to the other side because there was like too many people or something like that. The auditorium that they entered was huge. It was the biggest room in the convention center. And seats were just filled. And pretty much Tomino was just shocked at how many people were actually in um, were in the audience to see, to see him. And, you know, and that was four years ago. It's like, as the article says, while Gundam is a consecrated classic in Japan, it's hardly the title that brings out the Pokemon and Naruto legions in the United States. Yet, here was a full house for a man who had decades before created one of Japan's most iconic and beloved giant robots. And, like, and that if there's was, any genre that is very specifically Japanese, it is the giant mechs. Giant mm-hmm. mech series. Yeah. I mean, a genre. Mm-hmm. A year after Tomino's appearance, a New York Anime Festival was was merged into Comic-Con. And it's like all entertainment and comic books with a touch of anime and manga. The, the num- they had 133,000 people there la- th- this year, which was ho- 17,000 more than last year. Pretty much making it the largest popular culture event on the East Coast. 
during the busiest of the con's four days, it was nearly impossible to move through the crowds gathered by the main hall. Escalator travel was uncomfortably intimate, frequently broke down, and all felt close to collapse. Well, on the Saturday I was there, I didn't feel like that, maybe because I was only there for one day. But comparing it to my normal times, I do go. Um, pretty much, the convention center is at the max of what it can hold. And now they're talking about moving the convention. And there has been talk of them tearing down the Javits Center and building a bigger convention center out in Queens by Aqueduct Raceway. Don't see that happening anytime soon. Couldn't they just take out, like, like they, they only, t- like, the cat, uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. The past couple times I've been there, they've only had, like, half to two thirds of the building. Why but not just they, but take the whole thing? They did this year, and it was still. Oh. I mean, this year, I mean, to get into the dealer's room, they had a queue line, which was they brought everybody downstairs, and when the time, well, they let a couple of lines of people in at a time so it doesn't turn into, like, the riot of Valkyries. I'm expecting a big, the big muscular bouncer to be at the, be at the door. (laughs) Yeah. And yet, okay, according to the statistics here, only 9% of the, of the vendor booths, panels, and presentations were manga and anime related. And all the press badges were all um, entertainment-based. And I heard from a lot of people, they were sick and tired of having The Walking Dead on their badges again this year. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's a fan, I guess. Yeah. No, and a lot of people are actually turning away from the show lately. Because it becomes boring and stagnant? Yes. For the most part, yes. Could be worse if it was. I tell you this: if Walking Dead was directly based off the comic from one to one, it probably wouldn't have lasted two. It probably would have lasted barely a season. Probably, yeah. but I mean, you figure most of, well, not most, but a lot of the female um, group that watches this are all watching it for one reason and one reason only. Yeah, Norman Reedus. Mm-hmm. And there, I've seen shirts. If Daryl dies, we riot. But pretty much, the long in the run of this article, I don't think it should be like if anime is lost, it's cash it in America. It's like how a con disenchanted some of his fans per se. It's pretty much long story short. They're trying to revamp Comic Con for next year. Uh, Peter Tatara, who is somebody I do know, he's traveled to conventions around the world to kind of see what's going on and how to expand and so forth, you know? The notion of uh, mm-hmm. this stuff losing steam in this country, it never even really occurred to me. I right. didn't really see why it would. True. But I can kind of... I do it's a niche, but a strong niche. I do understand why anime and manga were at the back burner for Comic-Con for the last few years because the main reason why they folded Anime Festival into Comic-Con, every year they do it, they were losing money. And they're like they're saying the fans don't support it enough for us to keep it going, which I can kind of understand. But on the same token, you go to other anime conventions, numbers are up, profits are up, they're going. Well, maybe because... If comic, if they start getting more people that would attract fans to go, because one thing an anime fan will tell you, they ain't never heard of having to pay for an autograph. Mm-hmm. 
So they are talking about making anime and manga a priority for 2014. I tell Especially you, the exorbitant prices for some guests. Yeah. $100 to get Luke Skywalker's all, like Mark Hamill's autograph. <clears throat> How much? I think the last time I was there was 100 bucks. I think that's worth 100 bucks. It's it's Mark Hamill. I think that's worth 100 bucks. Um do Sam Axe, dude from um, Army of Darkness. I can't remember his freaking name. Save my own ass. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. One hundred fifty dollars for his autograph. I think that's worth it. Sylvester Stallone, four hundred twenty-five dollars. Kiss my ass. What? 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 You, we talked about this at this year's Comic Con. They get Sylvester Stallone's autograph, four hundred twenty-five dollars. I think I either forgot that or just blocked it out of my mind. Understandable and rightfully so. I mean, for the problem is, and what I think more of those conventions need to start doing is instead of bringing in fifteen people, twenty people, and crowding the people that are there, bring in like five less. Pay them more so that they don't have to charge that much. Because they charge for... Uh, like, most conventions have it where you're either... The person coming in is either paid fully one price, and then they don't charge for autographs. Or they're paid a smaller price, and everybody else is forced to pay for the autographs. I think more conventions needs to... More sci-fi conventions and comic book conventions and things like that need to start realizing that they would get more people in there if they started having it that they pay more for the use of those people. Still have it cut down where there's only a a certain amount of people to be able to come in and get autographs. But at the same time, you would be pulling in a hell of a lot more people just generally to the convention. Mm-hmm. But it's like two, you got two different things going, which makes things a little bit more complicated, you know? Mm. So they are saying they're going to try to make it um, easier. They're going to make that a priority. If they're going to do that, you know what? I, I better see... Megumi Hayashibara, Naoko Takeuchi, Rumiko Takahashi, Inui Kikuo, Kape Yamaguchi, Misami Kikuchi. I better see some some good name manga. Norio Wakamoto. Yes, mangakas, singers, seiyus. Seiyus. I want to see some good names. They they be, they better do it because fuck. I I bet you look for Comic Con they had TM Revolution that put butts in seats. I should know. I was there for that concert. You got Rika Matsumoto there, and I will be the, the absolute first person in line. She was at Otakon one year. When was this? I don't remember, but I do know I was there for uh, this. I believe she was there one year. She did a concert on Sunday, and this was like, I think this was right after the passing of Michael Jackson, and she did a tribute song to him. Hmm. Damn, and she damn, did, short, and she did sing the opening theme to Pokemon. Of course she did. Yes. <laughs> I might, I think I might have pictures. I'll have to double check. But, anywho, well, move, move, moving right along. 
So, yeah. Um, the next thing is um, Toonami for December is actually going to be showing uh, movies. Um, they kicked up a lot of attention because they're going to be uh, simulcasting Space Dandy. But um, on their official Tumblr, they basically said that throughout December, they're going to be showing a variety of well-known anime films. And it's going to be a mix of original stories and tie-ins to shows that have aired on Cartoon Network before. So December 7th, um, they're actually going to be airing Akira. Ooh. Um, December, four- <laughs> December 14th will be Summer Wars. Well, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. December 21st is a Full Metal Alchemist, The Conqueror of Shambhala. And December 28th is going to be Trigun, uh, Badlands Rumble. Now, my thing about, about Akira, will it be the original release by Orion, or will it be the re- updated release by uh, Pioneer? There's two, there's two separate dubs. Something tells me it's going to be the second one. Yeah, which I did it see. Ju- it just seems more current. Yeah, I did see that one in theaters. It was pretty, it was really good. Yeah, so throughout the month, um, there's also going to be other things going on. Um, Naruto is ending, and they're bringing in Naruto Shippuden. Which I probably will start watching. Um, And then the other thing is, I haven't seen anything about it, but um, they're doing a t-shirt giveaway. Let me see if I can find something about it. Uh, it's an exclusive t-shirt contest. Um, yeah, but nothing's really going on on what, like, how you're able to get it or anything like that. They're just saying that a special Toonami t-shirt giveaway going on for the whole month of December. So... I like free shit. Free shit is good. And I'm looking at, and I, and I clicked on a link about their new lineup. There's a, they're bringing in a new series called Space Dandy, which is part of the uh, winter 2014 anime lineup out of, coming out of Japan. So I think it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be a friggin' uh, simulcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty awesome because most of those simulcast things are basically um subtitled mm-hmm. and online yep. and what i find and i looked at looked at space dandy it's a throwback to retro 70s style mm-hmm. so i think i may have to definitely jump on that yeah so i'm i'm kind of looking forward to that i mean i've seen all of the movies but at the same time just knowing that they're actually going to be on tv you don't really get that happening too too often. Even if it is going to be tsunami in, in the middle of the night, more than likely. Come on. They, look, I don't know about you, but there have been times I've been up at 3 a.m. watching Thundercats and Voltron, so... I'm not mm-hmm. complaining about it. I'm just stating it. Oh, I know. Just, just saying, you know. Look at this guy's hair in a space dandy. Yeah, I mean... The fucking pompadour and the giant uh, going-to-guy-style sideburns. I fucking love it. Exactly! Okay. Right, 
turn is it? I forgot. Yours, I believe. Right. Uh. Yeah. Okay. And I know th this piece of information y you're probably quite happy about. Yes, I am. You're doing a goddamn backflip over there, aren't you? If I could, maybe. <laughs> if she did, she'll break every bone in her body, including the bed. Probably. And then her mother will come in, just point and laugh. Yeah, that one definitely. Yes. Case closed anime licensed by Hanabi. Straight from Supernova Adelaide comes Hanabi's next piece of awesome news. It was barely an hour ago when the acquisition of Girls and Ponza anime license, and they've already hearing a second one. This time they got the class, the license of a classic ongoing series called Case Closed. Wait a minute, wait, wait. Is this us or or another country? No, this is the U.S. Case Closed. Yeah, it's just the um the stuff that came out here. As far as I know, Funimation still has a license, so I'm kind of surprised. Well, they might still have the license to do stuff with it, but this is strictly um, uh, distribution. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is strictly distribution. They're not going to be putting new ones out or anything like that. So It's, it's strictly... not going to be a new dub, is it? No, it's strictly just what is already out. They're going to actually be releasing it. All right, so because I don't think it actually got a release on DVD when it first aired. It kind of sort of did, you know. I don't remember seeing it. I, I, saw, I've, I saw the DVDs. I saw the DVDs at Best Buy. So I, it's sort of like what... um. I forget, it might have been Section 23 Films or another company. They picked up the licensing for, um... They picked up the licensing for Fatal Fury and the OVAs in the movie, and they're just going to re-release it as is, which works for me. Not even a HD makeover? I, I, I doubt it. Because yeah, cause I'm reading the wiki on this. Funimation is streaming, has been streaming the episodes on the website, so... Yeah, Funimation still has the streaming rights. Uh, yeah, it's looking like it's just strictly distribution. So it looks like it might just be, might just be like subtitled type, you know, it might just be straight subtitled. Mhm. Mm All right. So, if you're a fan of Case Closed, it's coming straight to DVD. Better known as Detective Conan. Actually, oh, it says it's dual language. So, I'm guessing they're just picking up what Funimation did and just putting it back out there. Works for me. Yeah, I, I can't complain about that. Huh. Looking at the list, I'm like, well, damn, we, we kind of ran through the, the news kind of early. Well, we still have two articles, well, and it's almost 11, so true, but on the same we're token, actually on time for once. <laughs> yeah, but we also started late because uh, Ari's Skype gave him the middle finger. 
Yeah. Well, no, we technically started around the time that we normally start. Yeah, yeah, we were on time. I just no, we were I talking got into the for... chat early because you know it said not responding for like twenty minutes see, after but, I see, but took that, focus away from it. But that's just it. You know, if if you, I was planning to start at nine fifteen because ESH finished early, so you know. Oops. Eh, don't even worry about it. So continue on. And Hockey Common go asks, now if only someone would release Record of Lotus Wars and Blu-rays. I don't even know who... Ooh, I don't, Lotus. I don't even know who own, who has licenses to Central Park um, titles and stuff like that. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and open up the Skype line. Skypeline is now open. We're going to talk about our interesting stories from Japan. So if you want to go ahead and call in to talk about some of the stuff that we discussed on the podcast, or if you have any questions for us, or even questions from prior episodes or our thoughts and stuff, go ahead, give us a buzz at Anime Jam Session. We'll keep this open for the next, I say, 10, 10, 15 minutes, give or take, until we get through these articles. Let's go ahead and get our official interesting stories from Japan theme going. Oh boy. It's nice to know that a thing like stupid transcends national and racial boundaries. Wasn't it Michael who was it that said you just can't fix stupid? Ron White. Ron White, thank you. For a second I was about to say Michael White. I'm like, that makes no sense. But yeah, this first story is about a, gir- a girl's bar owner who was arrested for employing middle school students. Being a middle school student must be hard. You're not quite an adult, but you're definitely not a child either. And as you're discovering the world around you, you're also really realizing just how much money matters. But depending on where you live, you might find yourself extremely limited in the jobs that you can find. A girl's bar, in case you're not familiar with the term, is basically a bar where the bartenders are primarily young women. Unlike a hostess club, customers are not necessarily charged by the hour, nor are the girls paid to sit and talk with individual patrons. <clears throat> In a new story, equal parts depressing and horrifying, it seems that a girl's bar called Venus, located in Higashi Shinsaibashi in Osaka, has been employing three middle-aged schoolgirls aged 15 and 16 as customer pullers. Basically, they would stand outside and try to entice customers to come to the bar, escorting interested patrons to the counter. The proprietor, Kate... Keita Fukuda, 28 years old, was arrested for breaking entertainment business laws, which include provisions against employing underage people. Whoops. Okay, they were pretty much <clears throat> doing the equivalent of standing on a street corner with a sandwich board sign over their bodies. That doesn't really seem like too big of a, of a deal. I mean, it's not like they were actually you know, serving the people, or like, I, like the article said, sitting and talking. Yeah, but you're still trying to get people to come into a bar that sells alcoholic beverages, you know? I mean, uh-huh. you, can't, you can't even get, you really can't get away with that here in the States. Yeah, I know. Anywho. What, what else we got? Say what? I said, what else we got? 
Mako or one of you guys want to take this? Yeah, sorry. I was actually looking up um, the stuff for Record of Lotus War. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> Media Blasters actually holds the license for it. They were um, scheduled to release, um, but in March, they pulled their release plans. They've actually been pulling a lot of plans. I'm not hearing good things about Media Blasters lately. No, so... um, Well, they did end up losing the rights to Kenshin, so... Yeah. Yeah, and they're just... It's... Like, what I'm looking at... Actually, no, this was last year. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they still have the rights for it. I don't see anything about it being switched over. But it's been over a year now that uh, it's been put on hold and no new information has come out. So it's lost in the water. Well, according to Wiki, it's still Media Blaster, so... Yeah, I haven't seen anything... Like, I'm not seeing anything off of that but it's not good when after a year there's no new information alright so let's get back to stupid Japan Japan news so diehard fans of popular Japanese idol groups like Arashi, Heisei Jump and AKB48 may want to double check their signed poster they bought online the Um, Yomiro Shimbun reports that Chiba Pre- uh, Prefecture Police arrested three people last week for an elaborate idol merchandise scam. It seems that the scheming trio forged signatures of eight popular idol groups onto merchandise, put the fake goods online, and then defrauded the winning bidder. Police believe that the three made about uh, 3,700 of these items, which duped people out of 6,700,000 yen. Well, how much you want to bet these so-called autographed merchandise came with a certificate of authenticity, Most just for added irony? I doubt they would, but that that would be that's kind of, that's kind of fucked up, though. You know. Yeah. Well, the transactions totaled six million seven hundred thousand yen, of which three million seven hundred thousand yen went to shipping expenses. Somehow, I don't think it's that much to ship shit. So they got away with like 3 million yen, which I guess is like $30,000, somewhere in that area. Well, one victim of this scheme was a woman in her 20s um, who sent the trio a total of 8,340 yen for what she thought was the genuine signatures of all of the members of Arashi. And the idols um, are actually been the idol fans have been taking a lot of slack, mainly because of uh, the whole scheme and being duped and all of that. But yeah, I mean that's that's quite a lot of money for selling a shit ton of forgeries. Well, idol stars are it's like they're more popular than like normal stars here, so you know they're going to pay top dollar. 
The counterfeit group consisted of of a 51-year-old man, his 40-year-old ex-wife, and the ex-wife's 20-year-old daughter. Well, the family that commits crimes together stays together. Yeah, I guess so. Sounds like a Bundy scheme if you ask me. Yeah. Can I get a woe counterfeiting? Whoa, Whoa counterfeiting! counterfeiting. <laughs> That's really wow. Wow, I'm just and the comments are kind of funny because they're like, "Can we get the people that actually paid for these autographs arrested too for their idiocy?" <laughs> well, I don't know if you can. Well, there's one from Jean Valjean. There's a sucker born every second. But I don't know if you should have them arrested. They didn't know any better, you know? It's... Well, it's not being arrested for the stupidity of buying false stuff. It's being arrested for buying autographs in the first place. inflated prices it's sort of like it's sort of like when you're buying shit off of like eBay and Amazon it's like oh there's a USB cable I want 25 cents what a bargain click shipping 4.99 fuck yeah but at the same time if you find some of that stuff and even shipping is leaving it less than what you would pay in stores yeah go ahead buy it <laughs> Low boat from Japan. Mm-hmm. Wow, no calls on the Skype line. Nobody loves us. Wah, wah. Well, the only reason why I have it because I do have two computers. I can easily set it up, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah, well... Eventually, somebody will love us. Maybe. Maybe when we get particular guests on, people, people will listen. And I, I, I'm kind of amused. It's like when I first, when, when we had um, when we had Kayla on, so many people were asking me, you know, where do we listen? You know, how do we contact? And I'm like, vlognetwork.com. Just hit us up on anime on Anime Jam session. And these people are on the Anime Jam session Skype, and they're just like. Chirp, 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 chirp. It is, it is what it is. I'm gonna go ahead and shut it down. So, there we go. Let's go ahead, get that last bit of music going, and just, and just wrap it up. Works for me. Yep. All right, we'll be back.
something simple like that. That's always the case. And here I am trying to get rid of all of it before the um, before the end of the damn song. I think I got halfway through and I think this is like one of your longest reviews you've ever done. Yeah, well, I ended up having a lot to say about it and uh, I kind of got on a roll. I understand because Pokemon is your passion, so I, I, I do understand. And there have been things I was watching was- watching on the screen it just made my eye twitch uncontrollably well isn't it Origins a little more darker than the normal TV series it's based on the first games the red the red and green or blue red and blue yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that I know but I'm just saying isn't it like a little bit like darker per se you know uh not not entirely okay alright let's go ahead <clears throat> and get me kick this thing off well Thanks for listening to our show tonight, and if you if you like our podcast, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth, because we do this for free. We take time out of our schedule to bring this to you, because we love what we do, and we have a passion behind it. We are independent bloggers, and we're going to tell it like it is. We're only biased unless you start paying us around $10,000. What can I say? We're not cheap bastards. <laughs> If you like the podcast, you have any ideas, suggestions, comments, flames, flares, and all that good stuff, you can send us an email, podcast at animejamsession.com. 
Again, that's podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. And definitely check out our site at AnimeJamSession.com. We have a new cosplay interview going up tomorrow. Definitely check it out. Along with Ari's review of Pokemon Origins. It's coming up later this week. Um, Linwood's uh, New York Comic Con review will be going up. Plus, um, our friendly neighborhood Mexican act, Def, actually reviewed a Mexican convention for us. So, you definitely want to check that out. Ooh, that's different. Yeah. And I'm reading it, like, it is really different so I told him if he keeps going I definitely want him to write but for some reason if you're if our site is blocked through your company filter because of the hashtags or whatever and you want to get to our podcast you can find us on Podcast Alley iTunes Stitcher Miro Double Twist Blueberry Xbox Music and TuneIn Radio Pro I say that because you can get TuneIn Radio Pro on your Android iOS device and on PlayStation 3, which I think is pretty cool. Definitely check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash TV. And I might have time to sit down and edit a little bit more of Castle Point videos. It, I finally got through the dating game, and my god, I swear I should make y'all buy me a round of alcohol. I'll keep I told you not to do week. it. Well, I had to. I told you not to do it. I told you. I'll keep that in mind for this week. How's that? Fair enough. But we're also on YouTube as well. You can find us at find me at DJ Ron S. Ari is at Ari two two six eighty two, and Mako Chan is at Jupe Luna. Twitter, Twitter.com/slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us here. You know when articles are going up, photos, videos, all that cool stuff, conventions that we're going to, and so much more. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at DJ S, Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako Chan's at Joe Vedea. Facebook. Wait, what the hell was that? Did I just hear something? Hello? I thought I heard something go. Nope. Okay. Whatever. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We are up to 2,637 likes. Thank you so much, you know. Keep liking us. As long as you continue to like our page for what we do, we'll continue to add more articles, photos, videos, all that stuff. We are your New York City Tri-State Area number one anime gaming, anime manga cosplaying podcast. Can't nobody beat us. Well, they can try that. Find us on Facebook. You can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmas. Mako is at Makoto Mako Chankino. Ari is at, you can find him at facebook.com slash Ari Rockefeller. But like I said, we're on the VOG Network Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays at 9.30pm. course Thursdays at 1. But like I said, VOG Network, VOG, Voice of Geeks. We're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. If you like television, movies, books... Pop culture, British programming, Doctor Who. We have Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Under Sedation Live. Four different podcasts with their different points of views on those types of programming I just told you about. If you definitely like anime, video games, and manga, and tech, you should check out our homegirls at Electric Sisterhood. They're on before us Tuesdays at 8, 
and we usually show up around 9.15, 9.20. We play some music to get you going, and we go right into our show. But if you like Warcraft, definitely gotta check out WoW Wednesdays. It's Girls Gone WoW at 12, and Whorehouse Wednesdays at 10, which is live. Now, if you're into video games, gamer talk, gamer lifestyle, the gamer culture, and all that cool stuff, you want to check out the cornerstone of VOG Network. The Power Block. The Cornerstone Programming. It's the Bobby Blackwolf Show, Sundays at 8. Followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. Two of the longest running video gaming podcasts on the internet. Definitely check those out. Ah. Alright, so... Let's go through with it. Um, last words. Ari. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of uh, Pokemon-related writing lately. Most, like, half of it was for, you know, the, the site, but the other one was for, uh, you know, my hobby. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you guys a link to it in the chat. Cool. So that's it for me, yeah. Maka? Um... <clears throat> I'm going to go set the DVR up to record um, MLP, and then I haven't decided if I'm going to read or play video games, because I don't have to be to work until 3 tomorrow. Good for you! Yeah. Yep. Okay, Derby. (laughs) Yep. I said Derby, not Big Mac. Yep. Okay, my last words. Um... I think I see a bowl of ice cream in my future, and I have to reconfigure my media server because I can't play certain anim- um, MKV anime titles. AVIs and MPEGs I can play fine, but something got corrupted, so I'm like readjusting and fixing everything so I can kept keep up with um, Gundam Battle Fighter, which is so good, and Kill a Kill, which is just as good. Because I don't want to see, I don't want to have to watch on train because I just don't want to. Yeah, people looking over your shoulder asking what's going on it, or what's happening every 10 seconds. I could care less if they do. I'm going to ignore them anyway. And also, I have to thank uh, Michelle Knott. Um, I'm going to have to go with She sent me some uh, some awesome audio clips I'm going to edit in for uh, for upcoming episodes. Like I said, we're doing some changes for the better, and I hope you like it. So The funny thing is, I sent her an email saying this wasn't what I was looking for. And I didn't realize how fucking tired I was when I sent that email as I'm listening to the file. I'm like, what the hell did I just do? Yeah, when we were out, she's like, yeah, I got a random text message from Ranma, and he just said thank you. And I think it's because of that, but I'm not sure because it was just random. <laughs> yeah, it was because I sent the email saying, you know, this is not what I was looking for. And I'm continuing to listen. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, this is correct. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. And then I sent the text, and I think I explained what happened. Uh, okay, kids. It's time for us to get the hell up one out of here. Oh, yeah. I can live with that. Yeah. Because of all the shenanigans this morning, I, I left my damn lunch in the fridge, but at least I don't have to buy lunch tomorrow. Mm. And I have to swing by and pick up the pre-order, pick up my pre- uh, put it, my pre-order down for Zelda. But anyway, so we're getting out of here, kids. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting independent bo- uh, podcasters like us. 
see you same VOD network time, same VOD network channel next week. So I'm out of here. Night, everybody. Night. My voice is starting to get to that point. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. See, why can't you do that more often? Because I enjoy pissing you off. Yeah, you do, you bitch. <laughs> about the show. See you next time.